right, everybody, welcome to episode five of Beyond the Barrels. Glad you're back. If you're back, that means maybe we're doing something right, and uh, we've somehow captured your attention or your imagination. In, in either case, we're glad you're here. Uh, this is our bi-weekly podcast that we do uh, in, inside UDOT and, and talk about all the interesting things that are happening inside the department, so we're glad you're here. Today... Our guest is none other than Mitch, Mr. Patrick Cowley. How are you, Patrick? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Patrick, tell us what you do for the department. Well, my unofficial title is the Innovation and Implementation Engineer. So I work in research. It's a lot of big words for it's a guy a... like me. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I work in the Research and Innovation Division, and we are trying to promote the innovations and help uh, push implementation uh, push them through to implementation. And that's what we're going to talk about today. But give us a little bit of background. Where are you from? How long have you been with the department? Up to this point where you've become the implementation and in innovation guru, uh, what have you done for us? So here at the department, I've been uh, about 12 years, and I've been in design, project management, uh, traffic operations, and now in research. And uh, region one? Mainly, or? Region 1, 2, and Central. There we go. You're just working your way south. So watch out Region 3 and Region 4. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're glad you're here. And um, this is kind of a hot topic for us. We've been talking about innovation a lot over the last six months, nine months, a year. Um, tell me about innovation. Why? Where have we been? What, what are we talking about? And well, just tell us why we're talking about it. Innovation is an interesting word. It it conjures up a lot of images, and especially here at the department, uh, many times we think of um, the ubiquitous bridge moves, right? That's that's what innovation is. Uh, in all reality, anytime we change what we do to make the process better, or the product better, or the project better. That's innovation. And so my position and what we are doing in research and innovation is trying to identify what is innovation and explain that to folks that what they're doing is innovative and kind of noise that abroad. So it doesn't necessarily have to be these big, huge, grandiose movements that, that we're calling innovations. That's exactly right. And I think the bridge move is a perfect example of that, right? We've all seen the time-lapse videos of us moving these bridges into place. We're the first DOT in the nation to do a bridge move where we build it on the side of the road and move it into place. Um, gosh, talking about bridge moves, I heard a couple months ago that we in the state of Utah have done more bridge moves than the rest of the 49 states combined have done. I would... That wouldn't surprise me. But it's one of these cool things that we figured out how to do it. We figured out the most innovative way to to maximize the, um, the efficiency of, of not closing down our roads and access to people. And it works, and so we do it. But that's not what we're talking about here. I mean, it, no. it, it's one small piece of it here. Ironically, the bridge move is a small piece of innovation within the DOT. Of yeah, good. So where have we been? Talk uh, talk a little bit about our culture. Talk about uh, kind of what got us to this point where we're able to do something like a big bridge move. Um, and just just kind of give me the background. Where have we been? We've, we've been an, an innovative 
DOT for quite some time. This is my position isn't brought on to to help spur something that isn't already there. Uh, we have opportunities to improve our work situation and the way we do business and how we uh, move forward in, with transportation here in the state of Utah. And when we come to work at the DOT, we learn very quickly that we have the opportunity to innovate, that we can look at, a, at what we do day to day and have opportunities to, to change that or make it better. Uh, I like the, the definition of innovation, change with a purpose. We don't want to innovate and change just to innovate and change. We want to make a difference. We want to make it better. And I think Carlos summed up the passion that we had in one of his conference addresses where he said, we bleed orange. And that's how he summed up the passion that we have for what we do to make our situations better and, and, and transportation within the state of Utah better. And so bleeding orange is, is what comes to mind when I think of innovation. And we've gained a lot of trust, not only with uh, our elected officials, but also with our department leaders, because they trust us to do what's best, that we're going to make those decisions, we're going to make those changes with a purpose or innovate to make it better. And they give us that leeway. And so with political capital, with public opinion, that's our currency. Well, leadership trust is part of that currency as well that we're able to go and do. And that's that's not something new with my position. It's, it's something that already exists. Yeah, it's it's been there for a while. And we talk about, you know, Eileen and I in our last podcast, we talked a lot about trust and flexibility. And I think, gosh, all three of these pillars of our culture, trust, teamwork, and flexibility, have a lot to do with who we are as an innovative um, department as well, um, that that trust gives us the ability to say, you know, what? I, I think I'm going to try this and I think it may work. And I know that my boss trusts that I'm making the decision that's the best for my team or the best for the department. Uh, but there's also that flexibility. We talk about flexibility, being able to kind of figure out your own job. And that's part of this innovation stuff. What can I do to make my job better? That's absolutely right. And, and the last part of the, those three pillars that you talked about in the last podcast is teamwork. And you're not alone. If you have an idea that needs to go forward, there's typically another person or a group of people that are interested in seeing that move forward as well. So having that flexibility to talk to others, work with others, and having that trust helps innovation move forward. So this is where we've been. Right. We've got this great culture that we sit on top of. Um, where are we now? What's happening now in the department? What are we changing? So the problem that we have currently that, uh, that the way I see it is getting the word out of all the great things that we're doing. We have a couple of ways of doing that. We have our peer to peer uh, recognition program with the extra mile. So if you see someone doing something innovative or helpful to the department, uh, you can go out and, and give them an extra mile. Uh, we have our silver barrel awards where if they have the ability or if, if they've gone and, and shared something, uh, done something great, you can nominate them for a silver barrel award. And that comes directly from the director's office. And then we have our Innovation and Efficiencies Report. Each year for the past decade, 
we've put out a report that highlights all of the great things that we've been doing. That's shared with our legislature, and we're really trying to share that internally as well, and hopefully to develop that culture of sharing and communication of the great things that we're doing. Um, talk a little bit about that Innovations and Efficiencies report. We, I've seen it. You know, I'm, I'm in a great position here in the department where I kind of see a lot of the stuff that's going out. Um, talk about how public it is to our employees, um, where we can find it, kind of the purpose behind us publishing that, and, and even talk what our legislators do with it as well. So we've, we put it together, and it's, uh, it's now available. The 2017 one is, is now available. Our roadmap is such that we request them late in the, the fall, right, September, October, and we gather them all in from the different regions and divisions, um, put the information together over the winter, and then release it at the beginning of the year in time for the legislative session so it can be shared with, with them. And uh, we highlight a few of the the more prominent ones that we want to to share and get more information on but in all reality we want every innovation and i think this year we're up over over 90 which is the most that we've had uh on record from since 2006. so when you say you you reach out you gather them how are you reaching out so what we've done in the past is a huge email blast that says hey everybody who's got something bring it in. Uh, we need it by this date. And we put a deadline and, and then it happens. Uh, moving forward, we're hoping to change that a little bit. And we want to make sure that we highlight them when they happen. That takes a lot of effort on those that are doing the innovations to, to communicate that back to us. If you and, and those that see the innovations, if they see it, they can report that back to us. Well, and I think that's a big part of it is that a lot of times the innovations are happening and it's, I think we've been trained to be humble for the most part, and it's really hard to toot your own horn. And so if I figured out a way to make my job better, uh, the issue that I have is, A, I don't want to go blasting it around saying, look how awesome I am. But B, I also don't necessarily realize that it's affecting anything more than my own sphere, my own job. And so I like the fact that you say, if you're seeing somebody else do something, let us know. Um, to me, this is an important uh, tool that we have to kind of recognize the people that are doing really cool things around us. We get, we get a lot of folks saying, I'm just doing my job. And that's absolutely right. They are doing their job. The difference that I would say is they're doing their job really well. And things that they learn can help others to do their job as well um, on into the future. And so sharing a financial practice, how you budget, uh, something as simple as that, or a tool that's made uh, by one of our mechanic shops. We can take that and spread it around once we know about it, and maybe it'll help you. Maybe you look at it and you're like, well, if I just do a little tweak, that makes my job even better. But if we don't communicate those, then it's very difficult to, to spread that word and, and uh, move us on and make us more modern, more yeah. of a modern DOT. Well, and we will give you some some ways to share these ideas and kind of the tools that are in place uh, with this innovation stuff, uh, just so you've got the ability to share it. If, you, if you're not sharing it yourself, um, 
how do you get to somebody who's willing to share it for you? So we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, in you know, some here in the next couple minutes, I guess. Yes. So, um, so one of the things that I think people have an issue with, um, and maybe this is why they're not reporting their innovations is that sometimes they don't work. Right. And I think that's, that's an issue is that, a, I'm, I maybe if I'm spending time and effort doing something and it fails, that's something that I'm not necessarily willing to share. Um, talk about why we need to get over that hump. Thomas Edison has the famous quote of, I didn't fail, I just found 10,000 ways that didn't work. He wasn't afraid to publicize those things that just didn't quite pan out, especially with the electric light. We very often find innovative ways to do things that just, it's not the right situation. It's not the right climate. You know, we may not have the right budget for it at that time, but it doesn't mean it's a bad idea. And those often go unreported. And uh, so while our innovation and efficiencies report really celebrates um, the, the successes that we've had, we're we need to find a way, and we think we have one, where we can communicate the things that didn't work so much. There's a stigma with failure. In my mind, failure is part of the fun. It's what, what you learn from. We don't learn from successes. It's the failures where we really learn and improve and grow. And Shane had a, a great quote in one of his last conference speeches where he talks about 200 steps. And I believe you're going to share that uh, with us. Yeah. In fact, let's listen to it right now. Innovation isn't easy, not in any way. It takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of courage on someone's part to do an innovation. I recently heard a study about young ch- that found young children learning to walk fall on average about 200 times before they're successfully putting one foot in front of the other. And while walking isn't exactly an innovation, it's certainly brand new and very um, challenging for a small child. If it takes 200 tries to get it right, we'll keep working on it until we get it right. So that was uh, Shane's, uh, Shane Marshall, our deputy director. That was his um, 2016, I believe it was, 2016 um, conference address. He talked about failure. And in it, I love it. And he likens it onto a child learning to walk. And we don't chastise the, the toddler for falling down. We don't chastise them. We don't get after them for not putting two steps together. But what we do is celebrate when they do finally walk, but recognize that the failure is all part of the learning process. And so having that trust, teamwork, and flexibility to say, yeah, maybe it didn't work the way we thought it would. What's next? What, what can we do moving forward? And that's all part of the innovative, innovative process. That just because it didn't do what you thought it would doesn't mean it's useless. Yeah. It might be used somewhere else. Well, and I think that we do. We, we think that if we fail, if we try and we fail, that there's going to be chastisement or, or negative feelings. And I've yet to come across that here in the department. I've yet to see an instance where unless you were doing something stupid um, that failure was looked at as a bad thing. Um, I think for the most part, people say, okay, wow, that sucked. How do we do it better? 
And I think a big part of that is communication, letting people know what you're doing, what you're trying, why you're trying it. And as long as we communicate that, I believe that uh, failure, quote unquote, is acceptable. Uh, We want to follow the law. We don't want to do anything that's going to hurt people or put people in danger. But in all reality, as long as we are working towards improving the situation, I absolutely failure is part of the process. And and I don't want to look at this through rose-colored glasses only and say, hey, everybody, go out and fail a whole bunch and, and let's celebrate it. But in all reality, that is the reality, is that's how we learn. That's how we move forward. And uh, so don't be afraid to fail. So, okay, so failure is okay. How, how do we communicate the failure? Um, how do we communicate the, six, the successes? Where are we going uh, forward from here? So just this past fall, uh, we put together a group of folks called our Innovation Working Group. And this Innovation Working Group has a representative from each of our divisions. And we meet... And our regions. And our regions. Divisions and regions. You're absolutely right. They meet um, about every other month, maybe a, a little more often. And we talk about innovation within the department and we've we've dubbed them innovation stewards which it's it's their job it's their their uh, ability to go out to the region and divisions and talk to people about innovation and be that point of contact that they can come to and say hey i've got an idea but i'm not sure what to do about it or i have an idea and it just didn't quite work out if only i could use this resource or if i had this contact and they help us network those successes and the failures i like the word steward i mean we we talk about that and it's not innovation champions um they're not advocates yeah they're not advocates tell me what a steward does like tell me i mean you looked this up the other day when we were talking about (laughs) this what does it mean to be a steward so it for me it it connotes a, a sense of responsibility someone who is responsible for an area, a thing, a project, or a, a, a process. And if they're innovation stewards, then they're the ones who are always on the lookout for innovation in their areas. They're responsible for that innovation. They aren't the ones who take the idea and implement it. They aren't the ones who decides whether it's a good or a bad idea. What they do is reach out to folks and tie them in with resources. They network with folks across the department so that any idea that has merit, that time has come, has a better chance of survival and communication across the department. So it's those innovation stewards with the responsibility to help spread the word, not only with their region and division, but also across the department the other way. Um, One of the things I like about... um this and, and we kind of do the same thing in our employee advisory council is that you've got a representative. There is an innovation person, no matter where you're working, what group you're in, there is somebody that if you have an idea, you can go to this person and say, Hey, I've got this really good idea. I'm not sure where to go with this. I'm not sure what the next step is. The idea is to have this innovation steward connected and, and this whole network is connected where they can say, Oh, you need to go talk to this person. I heard that down in region three, they're doing something similar. Go talk to this person. So they're, 
again, they're not responsible to make sure it happens, but they're there to be the beacon to say, let's figure this out together. Right. That's correct. And as part of the network approach that we have in this, uh, the folks that were selected, that were nominated by their, their region or division directors, uh, come from all different parts of the of the department. We've got communications folks, we've got construction folks, we've got uh, maintenance mechanic folks, um, got planners, designers, in there. and yeah. I mean, it's it, it is quite widespread. And to have them meet together, they all have a different uh, paradigm or a way that they see the department, and they can hear something and say, "Hey." I, I know someone or I can help with that. Um, talk about this network, because I think what's interesting about this um, innovation group is that it doesn't necessarily have to follow the hierarchy that we kind of put in place, um, where if I have an idea, it has to go to my boss and then it has to go to their boss and all the way up the chain. This is a little bit different on how it networks our employees. That's absolutely right. Within a hierarchy, if I wanted to go across silos, right? We talk about our silos and breaking them down. The network really does that. Uh, the hierarchy, it, typically, it's got to be within the budget. It's got to fit within what we're trying to accomplish and all within your area of that hierarchy or that silo. If I have an idea that crosses many silos, how on earth do I do that coordination? What's great about this innovation working group and these innovation stewards they get together is they all work in different parts of the department. So they're all within different parts of the, the silos or the, the hierarchy. And we can work behind the scenes to get things done. We can find different ways to fund ideas that may not be directly tied to that individual's or that employee's org. And with that network, we're able to expand our reach and, and the communication that we can do. So because the network is, is set up the way that it is, and there's somebody with each area of expertise, right, maintenance or planning or whatever, it doesn't mean that if I'm in communications that I'm limited to only come in, coming up or thinking about innovations that would help the communications group. If I am out in one of our sheds and all of a sudden I think of something that may help our maintenance guys, there's now a network for me to kind of plug that back in. And again, the idea or the innovation may be mine, but I, I may not be the flag bearer on this. The group helps me connect the dots, right? Where somebody in an innovation group can say, hey, this person's in maintenance. Let's talk to them and see what they can do about it. Is that... That's, that's very fair. That's absolutely correct. We don't want ideas to be stifled just because it doesn't have to do with your exact position. Typically, you're going to come up with ideas that, that have to do with what you do every day. But in all reality, as we're driving down the road and we see something, uh, maybe we could do different with a signal or a sign or maybe the pavement. Um, why not submit it? Why not get that out there? To people and it's all just part of the feedback loop right we receive feedback for our positions and that is one way that we can say hey here's an idea that you might consider and feedback uh, constructive feedback is, is what we're looking for yeah absolutely today. right so if I'm again let's let's talk about pavement for example if I'm driving on the freeways and I see something that could be done better the, the worst thing for me to do is immediately call our maintenance guys and give them 
just negative feedback. Right? So interestingly, you don't want to say, hey, you're doing a poor job. <laughs> no, but what you could say is, hey, I've really noticed that the side of the road or the, the asphalt is raveling in this, this area. I didn't know if you were aware of it. I mean, it, it's really how you phrase it. And I think that's important when we critique others' ideas, we need to be willing to help. It's not just criticism that we're given when it comes to feedback. If somebody comes to me and says, hey, I've got an idea about this, and I just think it's a terrible idea, <laughs> it's really about listening and yeah. you know digging deeper and finding out why do you think this is a good idea? How can we do that? So if you are driving on the side of the road and you see, or down the road and you see something, construction, constructive feedback is always helpful well and again maybe this is this is the group to send that feedback to because it doesn't necessarily go directly to the person who's over that section of the road and and it doesn't come across the wrong way absolutely we we're another outlet for these ideas that are that want to come to the surface we want to make sure that they they come to us and we can help disseminate them and get them to the right people um, and, and again, we're gonna, I'm going to go back to failures for a second. I, we want you to communicate those failures, too. I mean, yeah. to me, that's important. Right. We, we say a lot of things about failures, lessons learned. Uh, we can couch it as that. Or uh, we can say things not to do in the future. But in all reality, it's how we've taken what we've learned and what are we going to do next to make it better. The worst thing that could happen with a failure is we stop trying. Yeah. Um, failures are good too, because if I'm, maybe I'm trying something similar that somebody else has done. And because I don't know they've done this, or I don't know they failed at a certain point, we're doubling or tripling or quadrupling the efforts to get the same result that, that somebody may know is going to end in failure. So it's important for us to see, Hey, I tried this here, the steps I took and it didn't work. I, I didn't take it past this point, but at least we can get to that point and say, okay, what can we do different? How can we adjust this? This is where communication is key. You can imagine 1,600 employees. If we're, we're not communicating, there's going to be 1,600 different solutions. Yeah. And if, if we know that some things didn't work, now we don't want them to say, oh, I've already tried that. We can't do it because the situation might be different. You know, the, the political climate may be different. So just because it's been tried in the past and may have failed doesn't mean we might not be able to learn from that and tweak it to make it successful into the future. And communication is huge. Well, and let's let's go to a recent innovation. This is the innovation that won the UDOT Innovation Award in 2016. This was the barrier straightener. Uh, you remember this? Yes. Okay. So a couple of guys in one of our sheds found out a way to straighten the Jersey barriers when an accident happens. When a car hits those Jersey barriers, it used to take them an entire day with a full crew, with a full crew to adjust them and make sure that they were back into a straight line. So these two awesome guys had this idea to build a kind of a cage that goes off the side of one of our, one of our tractors, uh, a steel cage that, the Jersey barriers file into, and it, as they come out the back end of it, they're completely straight. And it took uh, what would have taken a full crew four or five, six hours to do. One guy could do it in an hour and get it straightened. They ran into issues. This this was kind of in development for a while, wasn't it? Yeah, it, and that's the great thing about innovation is trial and error, trial and error. Yeah. You, you prototype, you test it out, you tweak. Um I had the opportunity to talk to the inventor 
of that up in uh, he was at region one of the region two sheds and um, he the reason why he thought of it is hey we we pick up these hay bales on the farm and we have a little chute that we drive right over them why couldn't we do the same thing and so it came from something he was doing anyway and as he was prototyping and, and you know, uh, tried something out, he had a team that helped him out, the, the uh, manufacturing shop, right? Had the steel and they got it. And he went there and talked to him. And it, it's a neat a way to say, hey, it's, it's something small and simple. For unpinned barrier, we have a solution that might work for you. Now, he was, he was like he had a shed manager that, that they found out it was going to cost about $600 in steel. Shed manager said, let's do it. We'll find the money from somewhere. Let's, let's see if we can make this work. Now, for other people, um, that $600 may not be there, right? And when we talk about failures, that may be the point where this great idea stopped because of maybe a funding issue. And so what's great about this innovation working group is that you can take this failure in. You can say, hey, we had this really, really good idea, but it got to this point and we couldn't do anything with it. Now there's a network that's able to say, oh, talk to this guy or talk to this shed. Or I saw, I was at the region and I saw a bunch of steel laying in the, in the welding shop there. I mean, there's, there's ways to get around this, but again, it all comes back to communication. You're absolutely right. And it may not just be funding. It may be policy or procedure or uh, really any roadblock that we have internally. Our group, the innovation working group, the research and innovation team, we're looking at those. Maybe the policy needs to be tweaked. Maybe we need to change, you know, a little bit of how we do things internally to cut that red tape, to get it across the finish line. And that's where if you run into those issues, we can uh, look at them. We can work with you. Uh, again, we're not going to take it over and we're not going to just do it, but we want to help. We want to get you the resources that you need to, to move forward. So how do we get a hold of this innovation working group? So there's a, a couple of ways that uh, we can submit ideas. And I think that's where it begins, is we just want a big pool of ideas where folks can go and, and see what's going on. And we, so we have an email address, which is ideas at utah.gov. I'll say that again, ideas at utah.gov. If you send an email, our team looks at it, we uh, will respond, we'll get back to you and say, okay, how do you want to move forward with this? We also have the learning portal. We've got an ideas tab in the learning portal. If you go to the front page, it's right in the middle. You click on that, takes you to a, a page and you can say submit idea. And in there are all the ideas that folks have put in over the past couple of months. You can peruse those, you can comment on them, you can uh, ask questions, you can contact the person that submitted it, but you can submit one yourself. If it's up there and somebody's looking through it and they say, hey, I think that's really cool, I would like to help you with that. I mean, that helps the communication as well as through the learning portal. Now, we've got a long ways to go with this. We need to get people in there and looking and, and you know, how uh, that's communicated. I think we can improve. So on into the future, we want to make the innovation and efficiencies. We want to make the ideas searchable. Has UDOT ever dot, 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 and then type in and have that information readily available so that we can learn from others. We may find an idea that somebody else has and we want to implement it. That's okay. 
It's not stealing. You're just swiping from the best and you're adapting it to your situation. And that's a great way for innovation to move forward. And so our communication tools right now are, are through that learning portal, but also through the, the YOU.com webpage is our employee webpage. our employee webpage where we can have links to these things but we want to start putting up these ideas and, and showcasing them on there as well so and we will we'll provide the links we send out um we do a story on you dot every podcast so we'll make sure we put those links in there um we'll get you these links but the employee webpage uh dot learning portal um, they're all there. Just click on the innovation. So learning portal, it says ideas, right? That's what the tab says. Correct. And if you are on the employee website, it says innovation. And as you click innovation it drops down, there's a couple drop downs and it'll take you right into that form. So yeah, send them ideas at utah.gov, uh, go on there. The more ideas, the better, right? And even if it's just something that you're thinking and you're not quite sure if it's going to be helpful, um, put it in there. And, you know, it's a network. We've got 1,600 amazing employees here that have 1,600 different ways to approach a problem. And the more voices, the more feedback, uh, the better. The better these innovations are going to become. So, Patrick, this innovation working group, if people want to know who they are, how to get a hold of these guys, where do they go? We have a link uh, to a Google Doc that provides the information of who they are, you know, how to contact them, uh, where they are in the department. Um, should have that available on, on your site. Yep. So, uh, so we'll put a link on uh, the employee webpage under the innovation tab. We'll have a link there. Uh, we will also make sure that that link is provided. If you, if you got to the podcast through the email that was sent out, it's in that email. Uh, if you got to it through the story that's on the employee webpage, it's in the story too. So go back there and check. We'll make sure that there is um, a link to the innovations and efficiencies report, uh, a link to the innovations tab uh, on the employee web website, and a link to who those people in the innovation working group are, and our, our, our uh, stewards. Our innovation will. stewards. And if, if all else fails, feel free to give me an email or send me an email and contact me directly, and I'm happy to put you in touch with anyone or work with you myself. So what's, give us your email address. It's Patrick. Cowley at utah.gov. And it's C-O-W-L-E-Y. That is correct. At utah.gov. Perfect. One other thing I'm going to throw into the links um, for this podcast is the link to the Extra Mile page. With um, Guys, if you're not using this Extra Mile program, this is a great way to recognize each other for doing good things. Um, and they link back. You can buy cool things. There's new hats into the Extra Mile store. So... So use that up. But um, this is good stuff. Thanks, Patrick. Glad well, you're here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we uh, we have lots of conversations about this, and hopefully we have a lot more. And, and uh, hopefully everybody goes and at least checks out the list of innovations that are in there and submit one. We'd love to see what comes in from you guys. Absolutely. So, all right, there it is, episode five. Um, tune in for episode six. It's going to be a surprise what it is. Uh, we've got a whole list of good things coming up. And again, guys, always, if you have ideas, comments, suggestions, um, you want to tell us how awesome we are, whatever, we'll, we'll take it out. Go ahead and send us an email at beyondthebarrels at utah.gov. And um, that's it. We'll see you next time.